Ladies and gentlemen, George Wilder Jr. today, but I don't know. We're just going to go on and do what we have to do and do it the best way we can. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Uh, we have no guests today, but, you know, maybe next week, probably next week, we'll have a slew of them for right now. But, hey, the show must go on, right? It must go on. It has to go on. It's a beautiful day in Chicago. It is dark. I am missing daylight savings time. <laughs> I am truly missing daylight savings. It's getting dark, too. Early, you know, four o'clock it's dark, <laughs> four p.m. is dark, right? Um, anyway, what's in the news today? What can we talk about today? We're just going to be talking about anything and everything that comes to my mind. Um, uh, once again, I want to say thanks everybody for tuning in. It is a uh, it it is cold in Chicago. It is cold, and I I hope wherever you are in the world that you're having uh. uh you know, having fun or whatever you're doing, having a good time. Uh, we still have to think about those folks in California. Um, you know, it, it's just I, I was downloading some photographs of the fire. Some of them photographs, I, I want to say a lot of them are just beautiful, but in a way they're not beautiful because they're they're fires and you see embers and, and sparks and flames and blue flames and red flames shooting up into the sky, to the night sky, and you see people escaping the fires. This is not a movie. This is not a disaster movie. This is, this is real. 
and they're saying that 40 people have perished in this fire, and they're saying over 100 people are still missing. Uh, I don't know if how uh, we're hoping that they can find those folks alive and not buried among the debris and rubble, fire debris and rubble. Um, uh, my heart just goes out to those folks in California. I mean, to everyone in California, whether you are living around the fire or not. But, you know, if you're in California and there's a historic fire, I mean, even if you're not right there in the fire, you're going to get, you know, uh, vapors and probably uh, some uh, vapors. You're going to smell the smoke. You know, you're going to see fire embers embers and a uh, sparkles of fire and all that kind of thing. If I can get that straight. Um, it, it's, it's awesome to see. Then again, it's not awesome to see. It's, it's, it, it's terrible. I mean, you have movie stars, movie stars, billionaires and millionaires losing their homes. And they're, they're on the internet showing photographs or, and video of their burnt out homes. On the ground, ashes. They're they're showing it, but you know these are rich people. They can they can always get another house. They can always buy another home. Who knows? They could probably got several homes around the United States. But anyway, at this point in time, they're homeless in California until they you know actually go to their other homes or whatever. I mean, it, uh, California is a fire state. There's no doubt about that. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people who before they bought these homes or or been in these homes for a while, acquired some sort of fire insurance. You know, and a lot of these actors and and rich people and and people above the rest of us, they have all of this stuff. I mean, these luxurious dream homes destroyed, destroyed. Now they're down here with the rest of us. You know, <laughs> uh, living the best way we can. But a lot of these folks. A lot of them aren't millionaires. A lot of them, a lot of them cannot just go out and buy another home or build another home like some of these folks can. Some of these people have lost their homes and their homes are gone. Some people did not have fire insurance and their homes are gone. The celebrities, of course, I mean they can you know regroup in a minute. Of course, they're sad that that particular home is gone, but they can, I'm pretty sure they have home, in, like, as I've said, they have home fire insurance and all that kind of stuff, and they have homes in other states and things like that, or just around the corner from the one, one that just burned down. But still in all, uh, in some ways, people are homeless, regardless whether they're celebrities or not. They become homeless until they... Uh, in that particular area, anyway, that, you know, I mean, uh, Gerard Butler, which is one of my favorite actors, action actors. I mean, he was uh, 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 he was on the inter- Internet uh, showing video of his fire, uh, the rubble of his home burnt in the fire. But I'm pretty sure he's an actor. He's a millionaire, probably. And he has homes otherwhere, else places. Or he can just buy a home. I mean, the guy's not going to be sleeping in the streets like a lot of us are if we lose our homes. But, um, and the saddest part about it, Trump, he just, he's, I don't know if, it, it, did he tweet something? I don't know. I haven't heard anything that he tweeted about the uh, fire. But the last thing I heard that what he tweeted, tweeted about the fire was negative, that he was going to be pulling funding and he blamed the fire on 
on the mismanagement and all that stuff. And he's going to put Trump has no empathy for anything. I mean, some people are still talking about that awful performance uh, on Veterans Day that he did overseas in France. What awfulness, awful, awful. Now he's claiming that the Secret Service uh, told him not to walk out there in the rain. Really? Really? Now he's lying on the Secret Service. (laughs) I mean, hey, while other presidents have walked in the rain on Veterans Day to honor fallen soldiers, this guy probably didn't want to get his that shit up on top of his head wet. Uh, I don't know. Trump just seemed to, after the midterms, after the uh, Democrats trounced the Republicans in the midterms, Trump has seemed to have gone a little bit more crazier. This guy is nuts. <laughs> this guy should not be in the pre- in the White House. He should not be president of the United States. This guy doesn't have any empathy. He embarrasses us everywhere he goes. He embarrasses himself. I have a feeling that the reason why Trump didn't uh, – uh, he didn't even uh, go to Arlington Park Cemetery to, in Washington, D.C., where he is, to, uh, you know, to lay a wreath or something on, a, uh, on the tomb of the unknown veteran. He just didn't give a fuck. You know, folks, if it's not about Trump, he doesn't give a shit. If he's not in the spotlight, if it, he doesn't give a damn. He don't care who it is. It's ha- To Trump, it always has to be about him. Nothing and no one else. <laughs> it has to be about Donald Trump. And that is so, so embarrassing. We're going to take a musical break and we will be right back.
Well, the American press finally grew a pair, and they're suing Donald Trump to get Jim Acosta, the reporter that Donald Trump yanked his press pass. Donald Trump, what? I don't know. This guy is just, he can't do that. They have a First Amendment right. He can't bar anybody from a White House press conference because he doesn't like the questions. The questions, I mean, when we listen to the questions that a lot of these reporters ask this clown, they're just questions that he is provided to answer. His, it's one of his jobs to, to answer questions by the press. He likes picking on the press. He likes bullying the press. He likes threatening them only because they write things about him that he doesn't like. However, the things that they write about Trump, they're true. Trump tell lies. Trump tell nothing but lies. That's all he tells. He's a liar. He's a hater. He's ridiculous. He doesn't have empathy for anybody as I've just got through noting, folks, Trump, and you know this yourself, Trump is all about Donald Trump, and that's all he's ever been since he's been in as president of the United States, and probably, I'm pretty sure, times before that, before he even became president. It's all about Donald Trump. you got to kiss his ass. Even if you do kiss this man's ass, he still will throw you under the bus. He fired Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions... Jeff Sessions, pardon my language, Jeff Sessions was, was one of Donald Trump's major ass kisses. He, he would have brought back slavery for Donald Trump, but Donald Trump fired him. And a lot of us didn't like uh, Jeff Sessions, but we don't like the way Donald Trump did it. Donald Trump fired this man uh, all because the Democrats, uh, uh, the blue wave, the Democrats uh, projected in the midterm election. He was pissed. The day after the midterm elections, Trump went fucking crazy. He went looting, loony. He left the country, went to France, and embarrassed us. He totally embarrassed, looking mean and nasty, withdrawn and lonely. Instead of going over there and, you know, being a part of the celebration, the events uh, of Veterans Day. Instead, he just said, fuck it, I'm going to my room. <laughs> and he did. And when he got back to Washington, he could have gone to uh, Arlington Cemetery, as I've stated, and laid a wreath or something on the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Unless it's about Trump, he doesn't give a damn. He just doesn't care. Someone said, George, is something wrong with Donald Trump. It has been something wrong with Donald Trump since the day he took office. Lies, his lies have grown. I'm pretty sure he's gotten over 7,000 lies, 700, uh, 7,000 lies, excuse me, 7,000 lies. I said lies. Uh, I said 700. I would have been vaguely short. <laughs> 7,000. But the last time I heard, it was over 6,000. And then that's been a few weeks, a couple of months ago. But I'm pretty sure they have ex escalated by now. Donald Trump knows uh, Robert Mueller is coming. He knows the Democrats are coming. He knows Maxine Waters are coming. And Maxine Waters, once the Democrats are sworn in in January, to take over the House, she has access 
to his financial dealings. She has access to his tax returns. And Donald Trump had the nerve to say that Democrats, uh, the American people, will not understand his tax returns. Donald Trump doesn't understand his tax returns. He knows there's something there. The, uh, the Republicans who buried his uh, tax returns and not to show them to us, they know it's something there. So Donald Trump is quaking in his boots. There's nothing that he can do. He's pissed off that his dictatorship, his dreams of dictatorship will not be coming true because the Democrats control the House of Representatives. It's never going to happen. He's pissed off because he will not get to shred the Constitution like he wanted to uh, when, the Demo- when the Republicans controlled everything. When the Republicans controlled everything, he had his way, and they voted, kissed his ass and voted for everything he wanted. But now that's not going to happen. The Democrats are coming after him. They're going to be doing the right thing. They are going to be following the Constitution, following the money, following everything, Russia, collusion, you name it. Uh, uh, they're going to be following what Michael Cohen said, that Donald Trump was uh, involved in meddling in, involved himself in meddling in the 2016 election. Not just Russia, but Donald Trump himself, because Michael Cohen said he was a co-conspirator, co-conspirator to that. So uh, it's going to be a lot of shit coming down after the Democrats are sworn into office. The Republicans know it. Uh, at one time, Donald Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump said that uh, if, the re- if the Democrats uh, investigate him, he's going to sick. He's going to have the Republicans in, in the Senate go after them, go after the Democrats. The crazy son of a bitch. I mean, you know. <laughs> He's going to have the Republicans. Well, Mitch McConnell has said that uh, the Democrats, you better not harass the president. Now, Donald Trump has a slogan for Democrats, presidential harassment. Give me a break. I mean, his lawyers, are, his lawyers or someone in his inner circle are coming up with this shit and telling him, because Donald Trump doesn't know crap. Whatever he, whatever he we might think that he knows someone's telling him and he's coming out, coming out with us. Someone's telling him everything because he doesn't know anything. But now he's got a new slogan for the Democrats who are going to be investing, investigating him. Presidential harassment. He can call it whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, this is it. He can say FBI harassment or Robert Mueller harassment. We're coming after him for breaking our laws. And there's plenty of proof, plenty proof of that. Obstruction of justice. This guy must have obstructed justice 10 to 20 times out in the open. These people, these Republican thugs, they don't, they don't have the education or the wherewithal to hide their crimes. Their crimes are committed out in the open. Their c- crimes are blatantly committed as they look at the American people and thumb their nose up at us while they're committing these crimes. You got Rick Scott. You got Donald Trump harassing uh, uh, the election officials in Florida, 
harassing them, trying to get them to do what they want them to do. There's laws in Florida. It's just some sort of a recount. And the Rick Scott is trying to say that the election officials, the, the voters, the Democrats are trying to steal the election. And everybody who's anybody in Florida is saying that's not true. But we're going to have a recount. We're going to do this. So Rick Scott and Donald Trump, they have nothing whatsoever to do with the with the election. The officials, the the in Florida, but yet they're opening their fucking big mouths trying to say there's voter fraud when there's no voter fraud. You got the police there. You got the local FBI. You got I mean, you got all kind of voting officials. You got all kind of eyes on the recount, but still in all. These Republican thugs are trying to say, even in Georgia, and I think Stacey, I think Stacey Adams is done. Uh, Abrams, I'm sorry, her name's Abrams. Stacey Abrams is done. I'm thinking, but I'm, I'm pretty. There might be a recount there. I'm hoping she's not. But anyway, Democrats have picked up more seats in Congress and more seats in uh, one or two more seats in, in the Senate making Donald Trump weaker and weaker every fucking day. But as I've said before, people, Donald Trump loves power. He loves it, no matter how little he may have. He wants more and more and more and more and more. He wants to be a dictator. That's not going to happen. But he's starting to talk and act more like a dictator after the midterms. After he got his ass beaten, he's trying to hold on. He's trying to secure his. Because he knows the Democrats are coming after him, which that is what we voted for them to do, to go after this asshole. And he is getting worse. I'm hearing that he is. okay. with the certainty that the incoming Democratic House majority will go after his tax returns and investigate his actions and the likelihood of additional indictments by special counsel Robert Mueller III, Trump has retreated into a cocoon of bitterness and resentment. He's pissed off. He's angry. He's mad. He's saying, fuck off, everybody. Leave me alone. Let me go to my room. And I hate all of you. This is Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump. He doesn't act like a president. He is nowhere near presidential. Goff said president back in the day. He scoffs, he scoffs at presidential uh, events. He sits back and he dictates. What he says goes, no matter how much he lies. If, he, if it's a lie... <laughs> And it's more likely it is a lie when you're dealing with Donald Trump. He's saying, well, believe it. I believe it when there's proof to the contrary, right? This guy, I don't know. He's just an embarrassment. I mean, he went over to French, uh, France, Paris. He was just a total embarrassment. He's always an embarrassment when he goes over to see to represent the United States. Donald Trump does not represent the United States. Donald Trump represents himself. It's got to be about him. Even if he lies, and he does, 
and he lies quite a bit, and we all know that. But anyway, the blue wave uh, last Tuesday, I mean, it was awesome. It wasn't enough to win the House. I mean, the, the Senate. I'm sorry, the Senate. But maybe two years from now, 2020, we will uh, win the Senate. Remember, folks, we're not done. We're not done until we get a Democratic president. And we're not done until we control the Senate. We, we've got the House. If Democrats do the right thing, they will keep it. Because we, there should never, ever be another Republican elected in the United States nowhere. They're all liars. They're all on the same page. They're all – it's a big syndicate, syndicate sorry, mob-related liars, thugs who want to uh, get in office to, to line their pockets with our money. It ain't going to happen. So the blue wave must continue until we get a Democratic president who sees things our way. Do not vote for someone that do not things your way. Do not vote for someone who does not have your uh, happiness in mind. But we do want a Democratic president. We want uh, Republicans to stay out of office forever. That's going to be a hard task, voting all Republicans out all over, everywhere, because they're all on the same page. They're all kissing Donald Trump's ass. Every last one of them. Even if they even if they disagree with something Donald Trump says or does, in the end, they're going to vote for everything he wants. But they can't do it now because the Democrats are in power. They cannot shred the Constitution. They cannot make Donald Trump a dictator. He cannot shred the Constitution. He has to abide by it. If he doesn't, then he can resign. Donald Trump is not going to resign because he loves power. He eats and sleeps power. If he is impeached, they're going to have to drag his ass out of the White House physically because he's not going to go quietly. This man loves power. And right now, he's trying to solidify his power since... Uh, the midterms, but he can't. He cannot stop Maxine Waters from looking at and viewing his financial records. He can't stop that. He cannot stop Democrats from subpoenaing, subpoenaing him and others. Subpoenaing. I can't even say it. Subpoenaing him. Subpoenas. Put it that way. Um, he can't stop that things he cannot stop. So the blue wave worked. He hates it. He can't stand it. They're saying that we cheated. The, the only people that cheat in elections are Republicans. They cheat. I mean, when they cheat, they cheat right out in the open. They don't give a fuck who knows. They cheat. If they win and they cheat, well, I cheated. Well, I'm, I won. That's, that's one of the things I believe the, that the Democrats should do while they have uh, um, the House. At least it probably won't, will not get through, but they should draw up a law that's making it um, criminal to cheat 
and elections. They should drop a law to make it criminal to lie to the American people. Those, these things should be laws because this is what Republicans uh, – this is what they do, and it should make it a law to line your pockets. I mean I think it, it, there is a law, but it should be really, really uh, put in force, a law to, uh, to out, outlaw stealing of taxpayer money, lining their pockets with our cash because this is what Republicans are all about. They don't give a shit about the government. They don't care about you or me. They go they go, go into government to get rich, to be bought off, to be paid for, to vote differently. Okay, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio, folks. It is a beautiful day in Chicago, but it's cold. Bundle up. Bundle up. You know, I'm still in my studio here. Got this, have this big old window in front of me. I think it's going to snow. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's cold enough to snow. And I do think we're in the 20s here, okay? We're we're in the 20s. But I keep hearing it keep hearing that this is actually below normal. You know, it should be maybe 40 or 50 because by the calendar winter is not here yet. Thanksgiving is not here yet at the broadcast of this show. And uh yeah, I'm looking at a photograph of – I mean, Donald Trump is, is the news everywhere. I mean, you turn on CNN, you turn on MSNBC, Fox. You know how I hate Fox, right? But everybody's talking about Donald Trump, Donald Trump. And finally, 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 CNN, had, as I've mentioned, they've grown a pair. Uh, they're suing Donald Trump, and I'm hearing that Donald Trump and his uh, – and Sarah Sanders are changing their tune now that they're being sued. But Sarah Sanders is is belittling the suit. She's be. I mean, what else do you expect from this liar? I mean, she she she's Donald Trump's ass kisser. I mean, she she is. I mean, she lies for him. Kelly and Conway. She can't get her lies straight. She be stumbling <laughs> when she's trying to explain a lie. When she's trying to explain a lie that she's lying about. <laughs> oh, wow. This is something. This is going to go down in the, in the sewer of manhole history. This is the worst shit I've ever seen. I'm doing a book about it. I'm just I'm not interviewing anybody for the book. I'm just doing a timeline of events for history. People can say, well, that happened. This happened. That Yeah, I got it in the book. It happened. If you don't believe it, then go go research it, and you'll find out that it actually happened. So, uh, and there's so many other authors I believe that are doing a book on Donald Trump. I mean, and there's going to be so many other books that are going to be rich. Just think about everybody in the White House. Everybody in the White House, everybody's close to Donald Trump is going to be pushing out a book. I'm not lying. Once Donald Trump is out of office, they're going to be all of those. Cooks and cleaners and janitors and, and people, they're going to be pushing out a book on Donald Trump, and he knows it. He knows it. Michelle Obama, I mean, she's, she's at this point, she's out there pushing her book. I mean, she's signing her book away, and, and there's some nasty things in there about Donald Trump. Is every book out here is going to be about Donald Trump. There's books out here right now that are being written about Donald Trump, that are written about Donald Trump, but they're authored by uh, writers who are unknown. 
you know, they're they're unknown writers, but <laughs> books, books, stories, essays, you're gonna see a lot of things about Donald. Movies, there's gonna be tons of movies because <laughs> this is gonna be nonstop. I mean, Donald Trump knows it's coming. And Donald Trump may feel at this point that he should resign. He may feel at this point he should resign, but he knows he cannot resign because if he resigns, he's going to be indicted that much quicker because resigning, he becomes a private citizen. No more can Congress shield him. No more can the Justice Department says, well, he's he's a sitting president and he cannot be indicted because of that which I think is bogus anyway. But, you know, he will be indicted if he decided to resign. And I don't think he's going to resign for this particular reason, because he loves power. Because he knows if, re- if he resigns, he's going to jail. He's not going back to The Apprentice. He's going to jail, hopefully prison. And I think, and a matter of fact, I know this is what this man deserves for embarrassing, lying, trying to be a dictator, being an asshole, uh, not caring about the country, caring more about himself, not caring about the country as a whole. He doesn't even give a shit about his Republican Party. He doesn't. And, and they're kissing his ass left and right. Saying that if you cross Donald Trump, you will not win your election, which is BS. But a lot of these idiots in Congress believe that. But I don't think they believe it now. The blue wave (laughs) uh, uh, took that notion away. Took that notion away. But as I've said before, folks, we're not done. We are not done. The blue wave only gave us parts of our country back, which is good. But we want it all. We want every inch of our country back. And we can do that 2020. We can do that in 2020. Get our country back by voting for uh, a uh, Democratic president. In some circles, they're saying Hillary Clinton will run again. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. But I doubt if she runs again. I, you know, I mean, she's going to be, what, 75? I don't know, 76. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We just, it, it has to remain to be seen. But we have to take our country completely all the way back. But it's, but it's good. This is a good start. This is a great start because we got Donald Trump on the ropes. We got his butt... <laughs> on the ropes. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. show. We're going to do Wow, we and I want to thank everybody who went out there to vote. Vote, 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 vote. The Republicans didn't believe this. I mean, they knew the blue wave was coming, but somehow they they just boohooed it, especially Mitch McConnell. He this guy uh behooed it all. But we came back and we stung him. Thank you, Kate, and welcome to Inside Politics. I'm John King. Thank you for sharing your day with us. The president launches a morning tweet storm at France. 
more evidence of a post-election mood, even as close as supporters describe as dark and angry. Plus, the presidential venting yeah, includes fresh criticism clown. of his Homeland Security Secretary. He says she's weak on border security. Officials believe Kirstjen Nielsen could be next on the high-profile list of administration officials sent for the exits. And Congress returns with big post-election challenges, government funding, the president's border wall. For Nancy Pelosi, decisions now will have a big impact on her campaign to quiet Democratic critics who don't want her to become speaker come January. If you're effective as a woman, uh, then they have to undermine you because that's a real threat. So I'm probably the target, more of a target than anybody except somebody who runs for president. We begin today at the White House with a restive, angry president launching Twitter attacks on a key ally and weighing, we are told, upcoming changes to his cabinet and inner circle. The ally is France. The attack coming as the president apparently catches up with the harsh reviews of his weekend trip to Paris. Among his tweets, quote, Emmanuel Macron suggests building its own army to protect Europe against the U.S., China, and Russia. But it was Germany in World Wars I and II. How did that work out for France? They were starting to learn German in Paris, the president tweeted, before the U.S. came along. Pay for NATO or not. That from the president. The Twitter rant coming as the president vents about the midterm election results and discusses more changes to his cabinet and his White House inner circle. Included, we are told, on the president's list, his own chief of staff, John Kelly, and Kelly's protege, the Secretary of Homeland Security, Christian Nielsen. CNN's Jeff Zeleny is live at the White House. He's been doing some of this reporting. Uh, Jeff, we know the president's in a bad mood about the elections. Explain why he thinks some of his own team uh, has to go. Well, John, there's no question the president has been eyeing replacements, we're told, for all about everyone in the uh, West Wing here and potentially in the uh, cabinet for people who are not related to him. Now, of course, he's not going to replace everyone, but he's very open to replacing some people. So that is where his mindset is now. He's eyeing um, uh, switching things up as he uh, enters the halftime almost here of his first uh, term in office. And one person he's been angry at for a very long time, Now, this is not a secret here, he's made it uh, publicly uh, clear, he's been angry at his Homeland Security Secretary. Kirsten Nielsen. He believes that she has not done enough to uh, stop the inflow of a border uh, crossing. So that is known. He was saying over the weekend um, and in recent days that he wants her uh, replaced. Now, we don't know when that will happen, but one interesting thing here is this is a potential uh, domino-like effect. The White House Chief of Staff, John Kelly, is uh, her biggest defender here at the White House. She was his deputy, his protege, as you said. So the question is, will John Kelly stay if she goes? There's a uh, some new reason to think that uh, he will not. Some conversations here, at least, at the White House that he also may potentially leave at some point. Now, we should offer a lot of words of caution here, John. John Kelly has been, uh, the rumors of his departure have been reported repeatedly over the last year or so, but this is something that would be a different moment. So we do know the White House is eyeing other potential replacements for him, but again, this is the president's decision. He will make these uh, decisions on his own uh, time here. But John, there will be new people in some of these posts when the new year begins. John. Jeff Selene, live at the White House with fresh reporting. Keep in touch, Jeff. Anything changes within the hour. With me in studio to share their reporting and their insights, CNN's Dana Bash, Rachel Bade with Politico, CNN's Manu Raju, and Lisa Lair of the New York Times. Uh, let's start with this. It is typical after a midterm election for there to be changes. It's not so much that there are changes, it's how these changes are being considered. Uh, Jeff Sessions was fired. The chief of staff called him and said, get out today. You don't get to stay till Thanksgiving. You don't get to stay at the end of the year. You don't get to do this on your terms. Get out. 
Uh, now the chief of staff and his protege, we know there have been headlines in recent days, I think we have some of them, about the president gets mad when he picks up and sees detentions are up or border crossings are up, and we know he starts venting, my Homeland Security Secretary is weak. Uh, I guess this is the way to put it. There's a way to do this if you think you need changes, and there's the president's way of doing this if you think you need changes. Look, Kirsten Nielsen, the uh, Homeland Secretary, who's been there just under a year, of course, she took over, as you alluded to, uh, from John Kelly. The two of them are very close. They worked together, uh, you know, for a long time. Um, she was on borrowed time from day one. That was something that has been kind of an you know, open secret in Washington, was reiterated to me this morning from a Trump source. And the question has been, how long can she last? Um, in, in her defense, she is in a thankless job in that the president has expectations um, of his staff, particularly at Homeland, on fulfilling his campaign promises and doing things at the border that are, frankly, undoable, particularly without legislation, which is part of his job, um, and even without legislation. And she's tried, um, to her peril, to give the president what he wants rhetorically. And she had a, a blip of, uh, of sort of a good vibe with the president ironically, over the thing that maybe hurt her reputation more than anything, which is the child separation, going out there, defending it um, to the nth degree. The president was supportive of that in the way that she did that, but that was not a long-lasting love they, between the two of them. But they had problems getting high-quality people to come in in the first two years. Exactly. Right. Uh, and now they've had a midterm election where the Democrats have retaken the House. Uh, some people will leave the White House to go to the campaign. Other people will leave because they're just exhausted or they have to get back to their families. They make more money in the private sector. How do you attract new people when this is how you get rid of the old people by leaking about them. I want you to go essentially encourage you to resign because the president doesn't like to fire people. Among them, Wilbur Ross, the Secretary of Commerce, uh, who since the election, even before the election, people have been saying the president thinks that he's not doing his job, that he lacks energy, so Wilbur Ross has a big event today, and of course you get asked this. There have been news reports that have suggested that the president wants to replace you, possibly with uh, Linda McMahon from the Small Business Administration. Um, where does that stand? How secure is your job, well, Mr. There Secretary? Is no stand. I'll serve as long as the president wants, and I have no indication to the contrary. So you haven't talked to him about it recently? I talked to him yesterday, but on trade issues. I mean, it's true. It, you make a really excellent point. It does seem like a particularly thankless job, and I think the Department of Homeland Security is a particularly, particularly yeah. thankless job. Um, and you do have to wonder why, I mean, we know the reasons why the president wants to make a change, why he hasn't gotten along with the current secretary, but, you know, he just spent the past several weeks talking about how there's a crisis at the border, how there's, there's a caravan about to descend on America, and it, you, you would think that a different administration would want to keep that department very stable right now, you know, and make sure that people felt really secure, particularly given that you have a Congress that's not likely and, to And the real issue, difficult right? part for people who want to stay or to attract the new talent is you're going to be dragged to Capitol Hill and have to answer a lot of questions about very difficult topics that are going to put you in a lot of hot water. And not, in addition to all the turmoil and the chaos and the backbiting, the leaking, and potentially getting fired, not by the president, but for one of his aides, but just having to deal with the subpoena threats and fighting that with the new uh, Democratic House. Thank you, everybody. Got to go. Bye-bye.
in Florida saying there is no voter fraud. But these two jackasses keep hollering voter fraud. And when there is none, there is none. And Republicans in Congress, as I've just got through saying, they've shown no interest in standing up for voters. They've shown no interest. They don't give a damn if you vote or not. They'd rather you not vote because they want to hold power. They want to keep power in their hands, not yours, not mine, not the Democrats in Congress, but the Republicans want all the power. But that's over with now. That's over with now. But all right. But but now that the Democrats have won uh, control of the House of Representatives, that's about to change. Power will shift in a nearly all-white political party that has refused to support a reorganization, reorganization of voting rights, of the Voting Rights Act. But, and that's true, power has shifted. Things will change. Things will change. But the Republicans, they will still scream. They will yell. They will bitch. They will lie. Uh come up with all kind of conspiracy theories that are bullshit to try to get their asses back in power or to stay in power. They have no shame of, uh, of lying out in front of the being racist, white supremacist. Yeah, that reminds me, Trump did appoint himself a white nationalist. I mean, that's the same as saying he's a white supremacist or just a plain old Jim Crow racist. But still and all, take it back. The Democrats won. We voted. We voted strong. We voted often. We voted long. We stood in those long lines because we wanted to take our country back. We took some of it back. We're going to have to take the rest of it back in 2020. We have to still tell everybody to vote blue, to vote blue, and to vote blue forever. Excuse me. You know, because this is not over. Donald Trump is going to yell and yell and yell. This is not over because the the Senate in Washington D.C. is uh, controlled by Republicans. So this is a fight. We have a divided Congress. We have the Democrats on one side and the Republicans on the other side. You know, the Republicans are straight up in Donald Trump's ass. No matter how much Donald Trump. Embarrass them, abuses them, calls them names, and virtually throw them throw them under the bus. They're still going to be voting in lockstep with this crook, with this clown, with this idiot. I mean, if you've been listening to the show, you know that I've had all kinds of adjectives uh, placed in Donald Trump's uh, in front of his name, or just outright calling him. Names, because he left, he loves to call other people names. I'm surprised he didn't say anything about Michelle Obama to call her name. I'm surprised he didn't call uh, 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 former President Barack Obama names. I'm pretty sure he has in private, but he will not, he will not go in front of the camera or tweet because he knows he's going to get his ass handed to him if he did that. He'll be out of office. But as I've said before, I don't want to see Donald Trump impeached. Impeachment is nice. 
Uh, I don't want to see him resign. I want to see this fucker go to jail. I want to see him taken out of the White House in handcuffs and leg irons and led into a paddy wagon. This is what Donald Trump deserves. Even if the Democrats impeach him, he will hold office. He can still be impeached, but he'll still hold office. Why? Because the Republican Senate will vote not to impeach. They they have to be on the same page. The House of Representatives and the Senate have to be on the same page in order to impeach Donald Trump. This, the, the House of Representatives can impeach him. It will be an impeachment in the House of Representatives, but it will not be an impeachment in the Senate because they're all Republicans. Majority of them are white Republicans, and they're in Donald Trump's ass. So there is a sort of like a uh, a line between them, you know. In order for Donald Trump to actually be impeached and thrown out of office, the Democrats would have to get some Republican votes to do that. And that's not going to happen. So, you know, it's good to say he will be impeached. That's a good thing, but only on the side the House, uh, the House of Representatives, on, only on that side, not on the side of the of the Republican-controlled Senate, because there are they're not going to do it. They're not going to impeach the guy, no matter how awful, how fucked up, and how inexperienced he is, and such a liar, such a liar. Okay, I just thought I'd throw that in there, folks. Democrats to investigate voter suppression, which is great. Which is great. And also voter suppression in Florida, voter suppression all over the place. You know, the Republicans are they're always hollering about Democrats cheating, but there is no bigger cheaters in the world than Republicans. Republicans. When Donald Trump first took office, I didn't vote for him. A lot of us didn't vote for him, but I never wanted him to fail. I never wanted him to be a failed president. He did that on his own and he keeps doing it. And he keeps doing it. He did that on his own. That's his own doing. Not, not anything that I wanted. Not anything that you wanted. This man is just what he is. He's a failure. He's a fake president. No doubt about that. He faked. He faked, cheated, and lied and conned his way into into our White House. That's what happened. He faked, conned, cheated his his dumb ass into our White House. Yeah, and that was a time when Donald Trump was going after Facebook users. Yeah. If you were critical of Donald Trump on Facebook, whether you posted something or you responded to something, and it was critical of Donald Trump, Donald Trump was coming after you. Because, you know, they always say, well, he's a fighter. He hits back. <laughs> that, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, he was coming after Facebook users. He was com- coming after activists on Facebook. And in other words, he was coming after me because I'm an activist. I'm critical of him. I don't like him. Uh, And he was coming after me and millions of other people who were critical of him. And he was serious. He was serious. I remember his son, Donald Trump Jr. Hopefully he will be indicted soon. This guy was saying, "Well, well, Facebook, he said something to the contrary. Uh, Actually something, um, he said something 
to the to the effect that Facebook was liberal, uh, nothing but Democrats, uh, and he was sp- sprouting off about maybe there should be a Republican Facebook, something to that effect. <laughs> well, these Donald Trump and his two sons and daughters, these are some of the most unfit people to be representing America. I mean, these people don't know crap. They're liars and just as much as their father, and they should not have anything to say. I'm hearing that uh, Melania, Donald Trump's wife, I guess they're married. I'm not sure. That she wants someone in the White House fired. That's not her place. That's not her place. If she wants someone in the White House that's fired, the best thing she, the thing she's supposed to do is talk to her, her husband, who is president, not to put it out in the press, you know. But uh, these people are dumb. These people are stupid. So you know, anything that comes out of that White House should not be surprising. We will be right back. Representatives, that's all but change. Power will shift 
from a nearly all-white political party that refuses to support a reauthorization of Voting Rights Act to a multiracial political party that announced its first act of 2019 will be passed legislation greatly expanding voting rights. That's a, that sounds good. That's great. Key Democrats are giving signs that they will investigate voter suppression in the 2018 elections. Okay, quoting, voting rights will return to being a high priority for this Congress in the session that gets underway in January. And particularly, attention will be given to the widespread allegations of voter suppression in places like Georgia, Tennessee, North Dakota, and elsewhere. Representative Steve Cohen is ranking member of the House Judiciary Subcommittee on Constitution and Civil Justice said in a statement to Huffington Post. That sounds great. That really sounds great. I'm quoting, I expect the Judiciary Committee will want to hold early hearings. Voting rights are a cornerstone of our democracy, and we can't permit them to be eroded. The Republicans want the voting rights eroded. They don't give a care. They they didn't uh, uh, commit any funding to keeping our elections safe. They didn't care. They didn't want it because they know that the people um, weren't going to vote for them. And let's say if the Republicans would have won in the midterms, we'd be through. All of us would be so through. It would be catastrophic. Everything would just – Democrats, voters, we'd be – it will be over. Everything would be – democracy would be a shell of itself. Voter suppression. This would have been our last time we would ever vote. Republicans are going to take everything away. I mean, I'm not just talking about entitlements or Social Security. I'm talking about the air we breathe. It would have been catastrophic. Would have been over for us if we didn't do this blue wave. It would have been horrific. Donald Trump would have came after, could have came after Facebook users. He would have uh, 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 gotten rid of the press. He would have became a dictator. We stopped all of that. He would have been a tyrant. So thank you, lucky stars, that you went out there and voted and you waited through all the voter suppression uh, you waited through all the uh, people who were trying to stop you from voting at the polls, at some polls around America. Because if the Republicans would have gotten this, if they would have gotten control of the House, the Senate, and the White House, we'd be fucked. Totally fucked. Everybody. They would have upended democracy. They would have cut off our lifeline. That's voting. They would have destroyed everything that we loved, but we stopped them. And now Donald Trump is going completely nuts. (laughs) He can't stand it. He feels that his power as president of the United States is in jeopardy. So now he has a new phrase called uh, presidential harassment. I don't think that's going to work. I don't think that's going to work one iota of a bit, but he has to come up with something to combat the onslaught 
of subpoenas, the onslaught of investigations, and indictments that are about to come his way. And no one deserves it better than this fucker, Donald Trump. Thank you. 
President Trump is showing you just how rattled he is right now. On the day he purged a top member of his administration and basically threw a 90-minute temper tantrum in the White House news conference, only hours after his party lost control of the House, he fired Jeff Sessions. Except the man famous for saying, you're fired for pretend on television, apparently couldn't say it himself. So here's what he does. He orders John Kelly to fire Sessions. He's the chief of staff, something the president has wanted to do ever since Sessions recused himself from the Russia investigation. And now the former attorney general, who was the first senator to support Trump's campaign, reportedly wanted to stay just until the end of the week. But Kelly told him that he had to go, and he had to do it today. So take a look at these pictures now. Quite the photo op, isn't it? Sessions leaving the Justice Department tonight to applause from his colleagues. Colleagues who are telling CNN that they learned about Sessions firing from news reports and, of course, a tweet from the president. The pattern. Sessions leaving uh, with his replacement looking on. There's his replacement right there. See, that guy will talk about him. He's the acting attorney general, the now acting attorney general. His name is Matt Whitaker. He has oversight of the Russia investigation. I want you to pay close attention to this, all right? This is what Matt Whitaker, this is what he told me in July of 2017 when he was a CNN legal commentator. Here it is. I could see a scenario where Jeff Sessions is replaced uh, with a recess appointment, and that attorney general doesn't fire Bob Mueller, but he just reduces the budget so low that his, his investigation grinds to a, at almost a halt. So we know Matt Whitaker here. We, we had him on the show a number of times uh, around that time. Another guest who was on that, this show, who actually, on this show, who actually uh, was on set with Whitaker on June 19th. There's the photo right there. He posted this on Twitter today. This is from attorney John Q. Barrett about a conversation he says that he had in the green room before their joint appearance. Okay, he says, Whitaker told me in June of 2017 that he was flying out from Iowa to NYC to be on CNN regularly because he was hoping to be noticed as a Trump defender and through that to get a Trump judicial appointment back in Iowa. So much to talk about with that because he's not coming Who did it? Fake news, but they want to be on this fake news so that the president can notice them. So that really means it's fake if you want to be on so the president can notice. More proof, though, I say that the president watches me every night. So the man who is now in charge of the Russia investigation offered a blueprint for cutting the legs out from under that investigation nearly a year and a half ago. Seems tailor-made to appeal to this president. And he did it on television, according to John Q. Barrett, apparently deliberately in order to appeal to this president and get a job. He became the chief of staff for Jeff Sessions a couple months later. And now he is the most powerful law enforcement officer in the United yeah. States. Yeah. Look at the power I have, everybody. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. A source close to President Trump telling CNN the, the idea of Whitaker ending or suppressing the Russia investigation, not an option right now. I don't know why anyone, why anyone would believe that or how long that will remain the case, but that's what they are telling us. So listen to what the president said during his news conference just today. Here it is. I could fire everybody right now, but you, I don't want to stop it. Because what about politically, the, I don't like stopping it, but you're right. I could end it right now. I could say that investigation 
is over. Sounds like a threat, doesn't it? Yeah. So let's talk about that uh, post-midterm news conference like nothing we have seen before. Remember when President Obama admitted that his party had gotten a shellacking? That's the word he used. Remember when uh, George W. Bush said he had gotten a thumping? None of that for President Trump. You just heard him threatening uh, the Mueller investigation. He also threatened reporters as well. So this is an angry exchange with CNN's Jim Acosta, NBC's Peter Alexander, full of down and dirty personal insults simply because reporters are trying to do their jobs, which is to ask the president questions. Exactly. I'll tell you what, CNN should like be ashamed it. of itself having you like working it. for them. Yeah. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. I, I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter. Go in, ahead. in Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts. Well, I'm not like a big fan of, of yours either. So I yeah, understand. To be honest. So let, me, so let me ask you a question, if I can. You repeatedly you said are, you are the best, Mr. President. You repeatedly, over the course okay, of okay, just sit down, please. I couldn't be away. That was course <laughs> <laughs> Me either. I it couldn't be away. A long time ago. And there's point. more. The president refused to answer a question from April Ryan. Sit down, please. Sit down. I didn't call you. I didn't call you. Hmm. April's going to be here later on in the show. I want to hear from her. The president calling a question from PBS, Yamish Alcindor, who is African-American, falsely claiming her question racist. On the campaign trail, you called yourself a nationalist. Some people saw that as emboldening white nationalists. Now people are also saying that the president... I don't know why you'd that say that. Pres- such a racist question. There are some people... There's nothing racist about that question. Nothing at all. The president oh, could have just funny. answered, could have tried to explain his position. He's an Instead, idiot. What do you do? That old tactic. When you can't really explain it, you attack the person who's doing it. He attacked the reporter. But the president did, um, he did just target did not just target reporters today. He also threatened Democrats if they step up their oversight of the White House, which is their job. But they can play that game, but we can play it better because we have a thing called the United States Senate. Hmm. He even threatened candidates from his own party who made the fatal mistake of not wanting Trump to campaign for them. You had some that decided to let's stay away let's stay away they did very poorly i'm not sure that i should be happy or sad but i feel just fine about it carlos cubella mike kaufman too bad mike mia love gave me no love and she lost too bad sorry about that mia That's the president. The fact is, Nia Love did not lose. Her race is still too close to call. Facts don't seem to matter much to this president. What matters to him is winning, adoration. When he doesn't get both, he lashes out. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Uh, Thanks for that. Um, This man is just ridiculous. He's just, everything has to be about him. And these races, majority of them, are not about him. 
Nobody wants to latch on to Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a loser. They latch on to Donald Trump. They're going to lose their seats. Look what happened in the, mid- in the midterms, the blue wave. Every one of them jackasses that were latching on to Donald Trump, thinking that uh, they need his endorsement when they did not because they lost. And now he's laughing at them. He's saying too fucking bad. You lost. You should have. You you should have had me. How many? How many uh, uh, commercial ads, political ads on television, uh, had Donald Trump's face incorporated in an ad next to a Republican running for office? There was a million of them, and all of those ads where Donald Trump was. His, they had his image, his picture, besides someone running for office, like a like a representative or a senator. These people lost. So why would anybody want to uh, uh, say Trump endorsed me? Because a Trump endorsement is a um, is a bitter bitter pill. It's a bitter pill. Trump is saying, well, you lost because you didn't support me. You lost because you didn't uh, want my help. No, they did not. If they if you, if they'd have had your help, they would have surely lost because nobody likes you, man. Nobody can stand you. E- even though I know Donald Trump, he doesn't give a fuck that I said that or anybody who says that, but nobody likes Donald Trump, not even some people in his own party. But they will vote lock and they will they will vote lockstep with this guy. Like you take um, Senator Collins, Susan Collins. Now she she was acting as if she was going to vote against Brett Kavanaugh. In the end, she voted lockstep with Donald Trump. Lockstep with Donald Trump. You can't believe anything a Republican tell you tells you, and you shouldn't. Look how Rick Scott in Florida is lying. Is lying about voter suppression, or not not voter suppression, but voter fraud. When everybody in that state is saying that's not true, but he and Donald Trump keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. What I think Donald Trump does when he keeps saying, keep repeating a lot of these lies, he's trying to kick up violence. He's trying to uh, rev up the hatred in this country. There's voter fraud. There's voter fraud. There's voter fraud. Go get them. Beat them up. (laughs) This is Donald Trump. He's trying to tell his base to go out there and fuck them up. They're cheating. Not knowing that the police will lock them up if the, if someone starts violence or trying to stop uh, uh, the voting process in that particular state and in, in that particular precinct or area where this is going on, this man is just this man. <laughs> he is just awful. What can I say, folks? We have to do a better job. Uh, and ridding our country of this monster in our White House. It and it is our White House. It doesn't belong to Donald Trump. He thinks he owns it. 
of course, he's making a lot of money in the White House. And that's and that's um, illegal. Okay, the emolument uh, clause that he's been sued over is coming up. Uh, 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 I mean, he tried to get that thrown out, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's not going to work because the Democrats control everything, and they're going to make sure that this this stuff and a lot of of these a lot of of this non nonsense get investigated. Excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> something in my throat. Uh, I guess you have good days, good days, and you have bad days when you're broadcasting. This is not not necessarily a bad day, but it's not necessarily a good day for me, at least. And uh, we're still talking about Donald Trump. Are we? Are we? Are we really? Well, for one thing, the show is just about over. (laughs) It's just about over. We got about three or four minutes left into the show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It's been fun. Um, Folks, continue to vote blue. Continue to vote the way you have been voting in this country. And I'll say this. I'm going to say this. If you don't vote, if you don't give a damn about voting, if voting doesn't – if you feel that voting doesn't do anything for you, if you just say to yourself, I don't give a fuck about voting, then you should not be an American. You should not be in this country, and and I mean that honestly. I mean if you're an American, you're going to fight for your country, and one of the ways of fighting for your country is to vote. You don't vote. You're not fighting. You you, – and you think that everybody else who votes are stupid and we're silly and we, we don't we don't matter, then you should not call yourself an American. I don't mean to be too harsh on people, but if that's the way it sounds, too bad, because this is America. Fight for your country. Fight for what you believe in. Get rid of the, the garbage out of the White House. Get rid of the garbage out of the Senate and, uh, you know, wherever else you might find the garbage. You know, this is your country. Voting is one way of fighting back against all of this. Because because if the Republicans, if they had won this thing, security uh, and other entitlement programs, health care, Medicare, would have been on the chopping block and gone. The voters of this country saved those things. And a lot of the people who are saying they're not going to vote, they either are getting entitlement programs, or they know someone who might be getting entitlement programs. And without them, hey, you're dead. And that's what the Republicans want. So if you don't think, if if you're letting your religion stop you from voting, if you're letting some other, uh, giving yourself some other reasons that, that why you shouldn't vote, then you should not be an American. Stop calling yourself an American. I'm not saying go leave the country, but I'm just saying stop calling yourself an American. Because Americans fight for their country. Americans stand up for their country. Americans love their country. I may, some people may be laughing at that, but that's true. We do love our country, and we're going to fight for our country. We're going to take our country back in full steam in 2020. Because voting blue means voting blue now and uh Voting blue means voting blue now and forever.